When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time to enter this football time machine of ours. Go back to the decade where we haphazardly label. We label it the noughties, the 2000s to the football of its time. And a few decades either side. We're going to the 60s, for example, for a brief interlude today. Um, I am Jake from What If Football, and this is the Noughties Nostalgia Podcast, where again today we'll be back by popular demand, you may say. We've got another game of Obscure Footballer for you, and I hope you enjoy because it was so much fun the first time around. Of course, if you enjoy the podcast like these, we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash whatifootball, where for £1 a month we've got five bonus podcasts a week, and of course weekly written columns and written content as well. This is, of course, a sports social podcast network. Two days a week, Noise Nostalgia podcast on a Wednesday, the Barclays podcast on a Friday. So without further ado, let's get stuck in to this game of obscure football. So we can't have a game without any rules, can we really? So the rules are all players who played the majority of their careers before the 21st century are obscure to me um this comes from my own biases um not being not really watching football paying attention to football since before 1998 so and having not having that grasp that big database of footballers in my head probably uh, properly until 2000 around that time or so so an old manchester united players since 1998 aren't obscure uh, because i'm a man united fan i've probably seen more man united players for example the call to action here from my uh, followers on Twitter was a picture of Mad Tim, um, which one person got. Um, well done to you. Um, I forgot the name, sorry. <laughs> but uh, but Mad Tim was there. So that's a, that's sort of like an inc- inclination of um, where I am on Manchester United Obscure Footballers. You can't get anything past me. Or so I thought, anyway. And so at the end of it, I pick three of the greatest to go into the hall. Obscure Hall of Fame, which will be announced 
um, the following episode. And so from the previous episode, the Obscure Hall of Fame class of October 2021, we're going to call it. Now, we had a lot of obscure players, as we will do today. And um, pretty much any time, uh, you can't know every single footballer. So the three that I picked from the previous episode, the previous game of obscure footballer was Frode Grodas, who um, who I exclaimed was... Like from Middle Earth, and I think it's the Frodo bit, the, the Frodo bit, and the Grodas is quite Middle Earthy as well, I think. Um, we've got Israel Zuniga, which I've already forgotten who he is, um, which is a fantastic uh, start to this. And Ofeo Kurzeverd, um, I think he was a Dutch footballer of Surinamese descent, um, but either way, fantastic name, and I didn't know who he was. Um, he's banging the Hall of Fame. People like that. Send them in because um, they are the absolute tippity top of the Hall of Fame class for these uh, obscure footballers. And hopefully, and I think we do, have players like that to come. So without further ado, some of your suggestions for obscure footballer. And we start with Dean Pope. Ignacio Sococcio, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Now I'm thinking, as you all know, we uh, we give an impression of what we think. No cheating, I promise. We do go through the names and sort of develop a a backstory. Sort of, a, I think the quite um, stereotypical, maybe even as touch as xenophobic. But there we go. Um, Ignacio Sacoccio. Now I'm thinking right back. I'm thinking. I don't know why I'm thinking right back, but I am. I'm thinking Italian, and because it's Dean as well, you get the slight inference because. I know Dean's a Sunderland fan. I'm thinking Sunderland Regvardi times. I'm thinking. Peter Reed's got an arm over his shoulder. Mick McCarthy, those times. <laughs> those times. Um, he's definitely obscure. Definitely obscure. Whether or not he's worthy of a Hall of Fame entry, we'll find out. He's Sunderland, of course. But in 2014, I was shocked that he was that late. Um, six appearances, and that's the only time he's spent in England. And to be fair, the only time he's spent in Europe, he's not Italian. I think he's Argentine. Um, <laughs> He had three years in, at AEK Athens, which is his only other European spell. Now plays at Newell's Old Boys, had two goals in his only Argentine senior cap. So I was completely dead wrong on that. <laughs> fantastic start to proceedings. Also, another fantastic start. Jack Furloway says, Oscar Astari. Now, I had trouble with this one because I'm not sure if I've ever seen him play a game of football knowingly, <laughs> but I do know the name, an absolute mile off. Anybody who played football manager in the late 2000s know who Oscar Ostari was. Now, FM09, you had him and Sergio Asensio, the two wonder kick goals, it's like goalies. It's like the start of Pokemon. You get your three start of Pokemon. You got Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Char... Char-, Char- uh, who's your man? Charmander, that's the one. <laughs> I should probably know my son watches a lot of Pokemon. You got to sign one. It's just a case of who. Uh, you were Ostari or Essentia. That was, you know, the two camps for FMO9. Maybe I'm overstating this, um, but I definitely got that impression <laughs> from, from people playing that game. I was a, I was an Essentia man now, and I moved on to Ostari. Um, I'm pretty sure. Whether or not this was real life, you do have this a lot if you play Football Manager, to the degree that I do discerning whether or not this was real life or not but I'm pretty sure Oscar Astari scored a goal from his own half now that may be from a football manager save that I played <laughs> I could picture that happening in, in the 2D world of FM09 um, but uh, yeah he's not obscure either way um, whether or not uh, can you stretch that to digital boys like that Chono Samba I mean he on the base of his playing career definite obscurity but 
everybody who anybody who's picked up Football Manager will know the, uh, the, the sort of the folklore of Cherno Sambury. He starts off on Championship Manager 102, 16 years old, then rises to become the, the sort of incarnate, the second coming of Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, in phenomenal. So I think, can you have the sort of the failed video game wonder kids, can they be obscure when so many people know about them, sometimes more than real players who did very, very good things. It's a hard sort of line to draw because it's not reality that you're sort of inhabiting. Now, Sergio Asensio and Oscar Astari played to good levels, um, top tier, big league football, not obviously ascending to, you got the likes of Igor Akinfeyev as well, which preceded these two lads. Uh, a fantastic footballer on FM, sort of 07, 08, 06 maybe, um, so around then. Um, and you think, yeah, I'll probably see him at a World Cup soon. <laughs> and that did happen with Akin less so with Ustari and Accenture. Um, But I don't know, I, I have trouble with this one. Let me know if you if you think um, digital wonder kids can be obscure or not. It obviously depends on how well they did. Um, now in 2004, when um, Alex McLeish, his son recommended Lionel Messi in 2004, definitely obscure um obviously he's ascended to become the greatest footballer of all time <laughs> now if he wouldn't have done and he was fantastic on football manager 2005 would he be in this list would i be calling him obscure probably not um if that's obviously if he didn't achieve all the things he has which he has so that's a, that's kind of a sticking point. I'm going to go for not obscure because I do know the name. Um, I don't know anything he's ever done in the game, but I do know everything he's done in my games. So <laughs> whether or not that, that can be counted as obscure, I don't know. So we'll go on to Hoods 8118 and a bit more cut and dry, <laughs> cut and dry one here. Arnal Riera, a Uruguayan winner, winger, I'm thinking. And again, like the last uh, game of obscure football, I'm thinking a, a dinosaur pundit going, he's just not cut out for the Premier League. He needs to bulk up. Probably hear this in October when it, when you start to get to the glove season. He's wearing a glove. He's wearing a snood. The game's gone, that sort of thing. And he's probably the subject of a lot of these rants. Um, and then he go, and he leaves England. He leaves. He probably plays for a Middlesbrough, Sunderland perhaps. And then goes to Serie A, La Liga, warmer climates and does it absolutely superb. That's what was my thinking anyway. Um, he's obscure, goes without saying. Um, he had 143 appearances for Barcelona, but for the B team. Um, and he goes on to play for Sunderland. Which I was right. Um, one appearance. <laughs> and then Southend, two appearances. And then Falkirk, 36 appearances in two seasons. The only thing I really wasn't right about was he then didn't go on to do good things in a top league elsewhere. Um, Falkirk was probably the, the height of his career, perhaps. Who knows? <laughs> Now, I said at the top of the show, Manchester United players don't often get by me um, in terms of the obscurity uh, facet. Now, Dan213 says, William Prunier, and the surname was bugging me for a good 30, 40 minutes here when I was still going through the notes for the rest of the players. It was annoying me because I was certain I knew him. I, I'd put here, these, these verbatim my notes, horrific stint at Arsenal, early Wenger, um, early Wenger, rather, um, now, kind of right, kind of right. The calibre of uh, team, the calibre of manager, the horrific stint things definitely rings true. Um, he's obscure. So now now I preceded this with Manchester United. Not many players get past me. 95-96 <laughs> Manchester United. Again, before my time supporting Man United, but still, I still feel ashamed that I should have got this player. Played two games for the club. <laughs> Signed initially as a trial player. 
Um, and to be fair, well done, Dan. I think Prunier definitely deserves to go in the Hall of Fame purely because you got me on a United player here. And to be fair, it's probably where I've seen the surname Prunier. I've probably heard it a game or two going. An absolute disaster at the club. Uh, Taibi-esque, maybe. Um, probably running in the same circles, um, but Taibi a lot more well-known. It's probably It was around when United were trying to bounce back from the Blackburn title win. You've got one cap from France in 1992 when they were admittedly horrific. Um, got a huge spell at Ogs there. They're mainly league and You've got your Marseilles, you've got your Bordeaux, you've got your Montpellier. Shouldn't be obscure, but by the rules he is. Um, and purely because of the Man United factor, I'm going to I think he's an early contender for Hall of Fame here, Dan. Um, thank you very much for that suggestion. Someone got me on a United player. I feel, I feel like I should go for a shower. Um, so take a long, hard look in the mirror, as Harry, Harry Maguire likes to say. Chris Kuliaka says, Miko Dominique. I, 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 I should be able to... Dominguez, Jesus Christ. Um, it's not even late either. An absolute gem of a Spanish striker, I'm thinking. Great for a season at a, a mid-table club. I'm pretty much... All I'm doing here is... I've seen Mika. I'm translating that to meet you at. Great for a season at a mid-table club. Then goes off the boil. Becomes part of you know a team's bomb squad in the reserves. Then returns to the continent. Does some good stuff. Um, maybe not to the extent of Michu because I would have heard about it. I think... I'm thinking like... 97 Southampton, 90, 95 Coventry. I, I, I think I'm quite up to date on 92 to 94 with doing the Barclays. Um, now for any sort of, I've picked up a couple, like Ian Culverhouse, for example. <laughs> he, he was uh, featuring on an episode of the Barclays last week and he was a suggestion in the last one, um, last obscure game of football. We've obviously had, was it Darren Beckford as well? Um, so we've picked up two obscure footballs from doing the Barclays. So I think I'm, I'm slowly working my way back through the backwards and picking up these obscure footballers. Um, Mika Dominguez, see, I got it right that time. He's another Sunderland legend, but he didn't play a single game. Um, it turned out for Benfica and Boa Vista. Boa Vista at the time were pretty good. Um, and he now currently plays at Academica. Has six Portuguese under-21 appearances. Isn't going to add to them. And um, yeah, he's obscure. Um, whether or not he's Hall of Fame worthy is, a, is another one. The next one... One hell of a player. Matthew Roddenberry. Kobe Jones. Now, I went down the the completely wrong route for this. Now, Jones is... I think Jones is quite a common surname throughout quite a lot of the Commonwealth and America as well. But I said, these are my notes, Welsh player. <laughs> so, slight touch of xenophobia there. <laughs> Stereotyping Jones, obviously. With a bit of flair, Kobe. Kobe with an I as well, which is even better. Um, now, I can't stop my mind drifting to a box-to-box midfielder, mainly because of Curtis Jones, who plays for Liverpool. But here we are. So I'm thinking, or I was thinking anyway, before I looked on his Wikipedia page and was horrified, um, a Swansea River reserve player, sort of like Leon Britton light in 2011, when they come up and doesn't really get many chances at Premier League level and then goes back down. Football League legend, uh, Football League stalwart, for example. Um, he's obscure, definitely obscure. And now his career, his actual career, almost lands him in... Hall of Fame territory for how maybe half I didn't get it and half how how different it is in certain places. Now, LA Galaxy legend by all accounts, 306 MLS appearances, played a season for Coventry in the in the 90s, in the mid 90s. Then Vasco da Gama, um, roughly around the time when Romario was playing for them as well, slightly before. What a career. And then 100, right, 106 appearances for the USA national team. 
And that is why I probably should have got him because he's the all-time American appearance holder. And I often find myself on those pages. Admittedly, I don't do as much American football, sorry, American comma football <laughs> or soccer, rather, American soccer that I probably should do on the What Ifs. I've done the Landon Donovan episode um, a while back on the YouTube there. Um, I should know him. I really should because it's right in the time frame where I was sort of ingesting. You, when you're younger, you ingest so much and he's playing for LA Galaxy in the early 2000s, America in the early 2000s, played at the 2002 World Cup, America's best World Cup ever. Ah, uh, man, I should have really, I'm really annoyed I didn't get him. There was always one like this that I should have got. Um, this episode apparently is two with uh, Prunier, but uh, Kobe Jones definitely up for the Hall of Fame. Um, nod as well, I think, with that um, fantastic shout, Matthew. Well done. Um, you pass the test, as does Cal0793 with a, a fantastic shout here. William Mocke, and um, that's a French surname. So I instantly, I, I was screaming, Aston Villa relegation season. Remy Gard, where it all went pear-shaped at Villa Park, where you get, I think, what did they get, 19 points or something like that? I was, I was I was sort of flitting between that. I was I could also picture him at um, Arsenal nineteen ninety six, for example, comes in alongside Remy Gard as well um, and Patrick Vieira. Um, I could easily fit in with them. Well, they, they had a lot of French players, didn't they? I could easily fit him in Newcastle. But after that, in the uh, sort of the Alan Pardew sort of love affair he had with France for like a year or two at Newcastle, easily um, one of those three teams there. Don't. I, could probably see him as a bit of a playmaker, bit of a midfield, bit of a destroyer almost, maybe. Um, he's definitely obscure, definitely a Hall of Fame candidate. And he's yet another. I've, got, I've had quite a lot of these the past few episodes. Sunderland reject. Um, <laughs> it's just Sunderland, really. He went on loan to Rochdale and Berry in his time. Apparently a French under-21s player, but he didn't have any of his appearances listed on Wikipedia. Usually is that like, in brackets and then, I don't know, three... And then the goals, nothing, just a French under-21 player. Whether or not he got a cap, who knows? And you know he's obscure because he has an introduction section on Wikipedia, which everybody does. Um, it's just the the title and then sort of William Mocke, born in Lyon. <laughs> Again, um, slightly stereotyping there. And then you get like a couple of lines, what he's done, sort of a brief summary of who he is. Say if it was David Beckham, you'd have like two paragraphs and then That'd be a summary of the whole page. This one was his entire sort of thing. So if you wanted to see your obituary, that's pretty much, you get two lines with him, Mocket. Um, and he doesn't have any other sections. He doesn't have a, an international career section, obviously, because he only played, who knows what amount of games of French under-21s team. doesn't have a playing career section, um, which is quite shocking. Most players do. It doesn't even. It doesn't have like a, an early career, like where he, where he grew up, what his mum and dad did, how he broke through. It doesn't have anything he's got. Introduction, one reference, and that's it. <laughs> and then obviously the links. And you know you're obscure when you're seen when you're sort of like profile bit on the right hand side stretches out for longer than your actual page. And you've not even played for that many that many teams. Sunderland, Rochdale, bearing a couple of teams in France, and then that up that um, mysterious um, aloof French under twenty ones aspect of it. And then obviously you get links. All that, yeah. You you know he's definitely in for a shout of um, Hall of Fame. Uh, Rochdale and Berry, I mean, does that cheapen it a little bit? Because obviously if you play for Rochdale and Berry for like a handful of occasions, you're you know, sort of by definition obscure. If you asked 100 Rochdale fans and 100 
hopefully soon Berry fans when they return. Um, who William Mocky was? <laughs> will, will they know? Um, I don't know. Maybe you get a lot of people who. I mean, I used to go and watch Halifax Town a lot. Two thousand six seven. I went probably um, more than half of the games that season. Felix Bastians, right? Obscure as hell on loan from Nottingham Forest. I can remember all these things. Um, very, very talented, good wing, winger. You could see what he was all about. Now, nobody else apart from people who maybe followed Halifax Town in 2006, the Chris Wilder days as well, um, will have a clue. And you think you have a heightened clue of loan players like that who failed at your club and uh, clubs that you've been to watch. So maybe you get your lurch out of obscurity because of that. Now, if someone says Felix Bastian's on the next episode... You know, he's not obscure. He's obscure, but he's not obscure to me. And that's that's the sort of uh, that's the sort of threshold for this. Maybe if I was going to see Rochdale in whatever year he was playing, I would know William Mockey. I would know all his sort of history. <laughs> I would know how many French under twenty ones caps he actually has. Um, and that's just you know a a product of where we are and what we do as humans, really, um, in relation to football and our supporting of them. And um, Next suggestion is um, either Jack's Skits or Jack's Kits. Um, I don't know. Um, it wasn't capitalised on Twitter. Um, two very different people, either a football shirt collector or a comedian slash actor. He suggests Kirk Miller, a Scottish journeyman, I think, tried English football once or twice, a couple of seasons here and there, didn't like it, went back home. That's my obscure sort of history backstory for this very, very obscure footballer. And I was so, so, so close <laughs> Sub out Scotland, plonking Northern Ireland. Um, lasted longer in England than I did expect, but he did go back home. Presumably not liking his his 38-game, five-year spell at Oldham Athletic. And again, like William Mockey there, you, you ask any Oldham fan about Kirk Miller, they'll probably know who he is. Um, for me, again, like Shane Smeltz for Halifax. I think I mentioned it. I mentioned it in the last episode. We were talking about the best World Cups. Shane Smeltz, absolutely horrific for Halifax Town. And then he crops up four years later in the New Zealand team, scoring against Italy. And everyone's like, who is this jobber? And I'm thinking, Shane Smeltz couldn't hit a band or uh, about four years ago at the Shea. But there we are. And um, yeah, so Kirk Miller played over 200 times for Linfield, the primary Northern Ireland club. Still there. Um, 11 appearances for the Northern Ireland under 21. Still only 29. So a key player for Linfield. And yeah, he... he Probably if I was Northern Irish, I'd know who he is watching um, what uh, is the... I'm trying to think of the bank that uh, sponsors the premiership over there in Northern Ireland, but I can't think. Is Danks Bank? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, if I was Northern Irish, if I lived in, you know, Belfast or Derry, I would know that. Um, again, not lurching into political geography there. AET... AT shirt says Massimiliano Caputo and on Twitter as I was looking for the replies to this there was some debate whether or not it was Massimiliano or Maximilian which changes a lot Massimiliano is a tasty Italian flair player whilst Maximilian is more a hard-working utility midfield player potentially also German either way Watford 2015 one of them <laughs> <laughs> one of them, or even now, and it's just gone under my radar completely, despite writing about football all the time, um, behind Etienne Capui. He's understudy. Um, either way, obscure, very, very obscure, potentially Hall of Fame worthy, who knows? And again, it's one of these players with only an introductory section on Wikipedia, which is always a good sign for this type of thing. He's known, it seems, um, for playing 21 times as a striker for Livingston and not scoring. 
um, uh, in 2001, I think. I'm plucking that off in there. I think it's 2001. It must have been all that Tony Macaroni scram that he had, all them pizzas and stuff. Um, Livingston, of course, play at the Tony Macaroni Arena, or as it's more better known, the Spaghetti Had, <laughs> which is the best nickname for a stadium in world football. Debate whoever you want. Wikipedia say he's been playing for Foligno, for, um, I presume they're an Italian Serie G team, or Serie D, um, for eight years, and he hasn't made an appearance. Um, he's 41, I'm, I think he may have retired, lads, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, the uh, Wikipedia page does say that it has not been updated since May 2013, so if your Wikipedia page, if you're a professional footballer, hasn't been updated for eight years, you're obscure. Obscure AF. Um, may say Hall of Fame frontrunner, I would say, and the highest he got was probably Brescia. Um, in the times of Roberto Baggio as well, good foil for him. No, he played seven times. <laughs> he returned um, to Italy, played for Salernitana, now doing great stuff. Um, played for them in two thousand three, where they were less less so. And who Juve Stabia played for them as well. Uh, those are the three probably biggest clubs he's played for. So that gives you a good inclination of how good and well how well known he is. Um, Neil Langhorn comes in with an absolute. Beast of a suggestion here. Zan Benedicic, I think, Benedicic. Um, I didn't I'd type the accents into the, this Word document, of course. Um, probably should have done. Probably would have helped me out on that one. Um, and discern whereabouts he's come from on this planet. And again, like last time, I'm not going to lurch into which um, <laughs> former state of Yugoslavia, potentially even Russia, he comes from. Um for fear of political fallout. Um, he could be a Celtic player from recently. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm only saying that because the Celtic manager currently at the time of um, <laughs> talking now, his um, his surname is fairly, Postologu is fairly sort of like that in um, in its sort of letters and deviration, de- derivation. Could be a cult era from a Wimbledon or an Ipswich at the turn of the century, sort of like when Ipswich were... 95, just about to get relegated, or Wimbledon, when you're out of the crazy gang and you're into the sort of the beginning of the end. Um, for some reason, I think he's probably a fullback. And of, of course, he's obscure. He's not a fullback. He's an attacking mid, so I couldn't go that further wrong if I tried. Um, he's an AC Milan Academy reject. Had one game on loan at Leeds United, one game with Leighton Orient as well, in the late 2010s as well. He's now back in Slovenia. Surprisingly, hasn't played for the senior national team. I don't know if I'm sort of ragging on Slovenia with that one, but if you're if you've had some sort of association with AC Milan, Slovenia is fairly close to Italy anyway. I think it borders it, um, so you do probably will have quite a lot of Slovenians play in uh, in Italy. I'm surprised that he wouldn't have made the national team. He's made 13 under 21s appearances though. Again, fantastic shout. Current player as well, which always adds to that sort of mystique, really. Uh, <laughs> whether or not it's far back or really close by and current player, I think that definitely that definitely um, makes him Hall of Fame worthy, perhaps. A player who definitely isn't Hall of Fame worthy, not even obscure. Shirt by shirt, MT on Twitter. I think I've got that right. Um, Dina Bobo Balde, um, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I remember as a young man, age 10, I discovered uh, Bobo Balde. Um, I want to say... Championship manager of three or four years, championship manager of four, championship manager of three even. Um, me and a friend uh, found his name absolutely hilarious. We tried to, this is the comedy of a 10 year old. I always want to, <laughs> I always tried to see how far we could get saying Dina Bobo uh, for as long as possible without cracking up. Um, we were kids, leave me alone. Um, Celtic legend, of course, as well. <laughs> so Dina Bobo, 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 Balde, um, definitely not obscure, fantastic defender. 
um, even though I'm not really not really a Celtic fan, um, I don't know who I prefer at Celtic and Rangers. Best to sit on the fence with that one. Um, loved but Dina Bobo Baldy. <laughs> I don't know why it still cracks me up. I'm childish. Um, all right. Um, X Kirky Jambo says Hans Esklissen. Now I should have really Jambo in the name. I should have got this <laughs> for some reason when I was. Um, sort of writing out my impressions of the players. Jambo didn't factor into the fact that he could have played for Hearts, which is criminal on my part. I know um, I put, obviously, the double S-O-N suffix, um, Swedish, obviously. Um, this smacks to me, Sweden 1994 World Cup. Gets gets a gig at sort of like a Leeds United, sort of like a Northern Premier League team, a Northern team in the Premier League, rather not a Northern Premier League that we have today. FC United of Manchester rocking up with Hans Eccleston. He gets a gig at sort of like a Leeds United or a Sunderland, perhaps Middlesbrough, even, and then descends down the English pyramid because they like it over here before rocking up back at like a Helsingborgs or an AIK um, in the early 2000s. He's definitely obscure, definitely moved a shot of the Hall of Fame, definitely. I've got the dates wrong on his Sweden stint. Eight appearances between 1988 and 1990. Does get that gig in Britain, um, obviously. Jambo, 1995-96, Hearts. Plays 11 times, then goes back to Sweden, as I did suggest, in the early 2000s as well, as I suggest. But I got the clubs wrong, really. I, I was going for the for the cream of, creme de la creme of Swedish football. I should have been aiming a bit lower. Hammerby, Ostersunds. Um, so almost, he did play for AIK, AIK rather, that's really hard to say, AIK Stockholm in uh, 1991 though, so I did got that bit kind of right, wrong part of his career, but there we go. Another Sports W1 says, basically every leads by for a decade, which did give me a fantastic inclination of where Felipe de Costa comes from. <laughs> uh, so with that sentiment attached, I was going to say a failed Portuguese-Brazilian talent in the EFL whilst Leeds were attempting to recover. Whether or not Championship League one, I was thinking more Championship. I was thinking more right before Bielsa comes in. So I'm thinking Hocker Day, those types of, you know, your man, the Rotherham manager's name, I'm forgetting the huge man. I'm forgetting his name. It'll come to me as soon as I finish this. Um, those types of, those times for Leeds, uh, he's definitely obscure. Um, outside of Leeds, had a very nomadic career. He played for Leeds in the early 2000s, so before he even went down to League One. Very nomadic career, Portuguese, um, but he started his senior career off at Reggiana in Italy, then Iocos, in Iocos, I apologise, of Greece, and then to Cyprus, AEL Limassol, I think. And then after Leeds, we've got Romania, we've got Bulgaria. A first game in his homeland of Portugal for Estoril um, before returning to Greece and Cyprus. Absolute madness. Absolute madness. But if you want to see the world, become a professional footballer at a sort of attainable level and then just go around the world fantastic job um get your money get your digs and uh go home and play football do what you love um small careers advisors should say that um anyway <laughs> leon lfc i think wins it um i told him he won it on uh, twitter before i even attached the notes did the notes did everything went through everyone's things here he attached a picture which i couldn't cross cross reference with google images so i had to do the humiliating thing of asking him who he was <laughs> and um I'm going to do my best to pronounce his name correctly. Torben Pichnek, I think. Um, I think this goes straight into the Hall of Fame without even sort of saying he's a front runner. The fact that I had to ask his name, um, I couldn't use any tools to find him. Someone, um, we'll get onto this later, someone um, sent me a picture of Sean Dundee, which we had last time, which we had in the first episode of Obscure Footballer. Um, and because Sean Dundee's quite a cult hero, quite a well known obscure footballer, um, a lot of Liverpool Echoes articles on him, um, I could find him like that. Um, Torben Pitchneck, no, no, no. Even though he played for Liverpool, <laughs> which uh, 
two people who sent me pictures in, two people sent me pictures in, both former Liverpool players could find Sean Dean, Dundee like that. I, I didn't know that's what he looked like anyway. Torben Pichnik, no, definitely not. Danish defender, though. Uh, 15 caps, presumably signed by Graham Souness, um, played between 1992 and 1994 for Liverpool. Copenhagen beforehand, AGF Aarhus uh, beforehand, uh, afterwards, um, retiring in 1999. I'm never, ever, <laughs> ever going to get that. As I said, I, I may cover, may have covered a few bases of my, a few blind spots of my knowledge doing the Barclays between, we've done the first two seasons of the Premier League. Torben Pichnik has um, inhabited entirely his English career in the first two seasons of the Premier League. Still didn't get him, but there we go. Um, well done, Leon. A definite Hall of Fame shout there. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, James Oliver House. Rodrigo Possibon. Now, I've been stung by a Man United reject before. Not having this one. He's definitely not obscure. I do remember Rodrigo Possibon. Fortunately, can't be having him. He was an academy prospect alongside at the same time. I don't I don't think they were signed at the same time as Raphael and Fabio. I think he was signed a bit afterwards. Um, and that of those three, maybe one, maybe one and a half had a career. <laughs> Fabio with the half, uh, Raphael with, with the career. Possibon was probably the worst, although you could, could probably attribute that to the horrific injury he suffered at home to, Port, uh, at home to uh, Middlesbrough um, one time. Uh, to most people, yeah, James, it would be obscure. Uh, but um, to me, unfortunately, he's not obscure and he does not make our Hall of Fame. Definitely not. TF shirt, TF shirts comes in with two final, uh, two final uh, suggestions here. Mustafa Salifu. Now, I, I, it sounds like I should know him. Sounds Salifu. It sounds like I should know you. Uh, <laughs> That's a song lyric I put on there. And um, thankfully, the back and forth on Twitter told me that it was a bit of a Villa cult hero. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was thinking, from that, I was thinking Rover. I'm thinking MG. I'm thinking partnering Thomas Hitzelsberger in the midfield, although more of a, uh, more of a stand-in than Hitzelsberger was. And um, to my surprise, he played four games between 2007 and 2011. So I really thought it would have been the sort of the Luke Nillis days, so to speak, <laughs> along the same vein as him. Um, a Togolese player with 66 caps now, as we said um, last time, we, I think it was Milton Nunez, I think it was, um, Costa Rica or Honduran with, see, I don't even know, um, with uh, 100 plus caps. Um, if it was a French player with 100 plus claps, I would have known him. Togolese, I think it's a bit different. The bar is a bit lower, I feel, um, not to slam Togo, but they've only been at one World Cup. Um, so that is the bar, really. And although Kobe Jones... Still bitter about him, uh, 164 American caps. Still didn't get him. Anyway, so Mustafa Selifu, um played in Germany and France before returning to Germany after that um, doomed spell at Aston Villa. And apparently they had a chant uh, for him at Villa Park, which I'm not going to sing for you now, but uh, apparently um, a bit of a cult hero at uh, Aston Villa there. And as for Matteo Burson, and I was thinking, well, same guy suggested it must be a Villa player as well. Remy Gard, 2016, all day long. That's what my suggestion was. And to be fair, I got them sort of, although Sally Foe wasn't a, wasn't a sort of Remy Gard player. He was more recent to the Remy Gard era. And um, I was thinking Matthew Burson was more, was more Remy Gard, but he was MG Rover <laughs> those days. When I say that, I'm talking about the kits. I'm talking about the sponsorships. If I'd not made that clear, sorry. Um, he's like 2001 to that sort of era. Um, apparently, but 2004-6, um, 11 appearances after 122 appearances for Nantes. Then he went to Auxerre, Levante, Toulouse, Van, 
um, a French team, I presume. Um, so yeah, he's definitely obscure. Whether or not they're Hall of Fame worthy, we've got some very, 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 very good suggestions this week. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bit unsure about that one. Um, and we finish off with United 16 bit. He attaches <laughs> the picture of um, a Liverpool player and Sean Dundee. And of course, FPL Gazal suge- suggesting, but he's barred from the list, so we should um, look at some suggestions we've already had. And if you're thinking, why wasn't I mentioned in episode two of Obscure Football? Why wasn't I mentioned today? Jake Collinson says Lee Tier. He said, I think, I think Jake, you said him last time as well. <laughs> Must be a favourite ever player. But uh, Lee Tier, like I said in the previous game of Obscure Football, Chinese. Um, Far East novelties of the 2000s. I don't think they can be obscure because they are sent to instant cult status. Tales from Sports, Ed Fumasa. Um, I think Podfather Mag said him um, last time and he's in the obscure, he's in the foyer, he's in the obscure foyer. Not quite made the Hall of Fame. And the Anglo-Italian pod says, Mix you Patalainen. He, again, alongside Fumasa, is in the foyer of the Hall of Fame, not in the Hall of Fame itself. And James Willis, 86, says, Cabadiawara. Um, in the Hall of Fame, not, but in the foyer, most definitely. So we did a second game of Obscure Football. Now I'm going to pick three um, from last time. So I, it's very hard because we had a fantastic episode um, last time. Not that this episode, the suggestions for this episode were bad, but some absolute pearlers for the, for the absolute, for the graduation, for the November class of the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go for Boncho Genchev, suggested by Derek Cleary. And um, so we need two more. I have to say Orlando Trustful because that was phenomenal. Um, the fact that it was misspelled Trustful, the fact that he played for Sheffield Wednesday in 96, obviously ascends him to um, absolute greatness there. And uh, if I had to pick a third one, you've got John Gope, Fenapai. So those are added to the Hall of Fame class for November 2021. We'll be doing another obscure footballer game in the the fourth one in the new year where i'll um decide the three hall of fame picks after stewing on it a bit more um <laughs> from there from this episode so in the new year stick with us we'll uh, we'll have a look at some more obscure footballers hopefully and uh, thank you very much for listening have a fantastic christmas <laughs> and uh, we'll see you or see a couple of weeks time with some more episodes um, of this podcast extravaganza that we call What If Football City. Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.